Hello everyone and welcome to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast that covers video game news, trending industry topics, and reviews on recent game releases. My name is Luke Armstrong and I am your host. Joining me today is my good friend Adam Beagle. Adam, how are you doing? I'm great. We just had an awesome week of video game news, so I'm really, really pumped. <laughs> yeah, like we've been waiting and waiting and it's finally finally hit us now with all these announcements, reveals, trailers, and everything like that. Uh, kind of all these digital events that are taking place um, to cover what is normally covered at E3. So yeah, it's been been a fun week for, for the video game industry. Um, the reason why there was no episode last week is obviously we left you guys on the note of, hey, we're the PS5 reveal events coming up. We're going to give our impressions on that next week. Um, but most of you know at this point, obviously, PlayStation had postponed that um, with the ongoing, you know, protests in the United States and what was happening around in the world. Rightfully so, they decided to postpone that and they postponed it exactly a week later. So uh, the PS5 has been revealed. So this episode is going to be focused on, you know, talking about that reveal going through each of the announcements that were made and then sharing our impressions on the games, what our highlights were, what we thought of the PS5 reveal event. And then Adam is going to share some other announcements because we've also had, you know, some other digital events like the Gorilla Collective. I think uh, PC Gamer had some sort of digital event, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a future game show uh, that was presented by Games Radar. Right. Yeah, that one as well. So uh, Adam's going to list, he's been keeping track of that stuff much better than I have. So he has some games that uh, he wanted to talk about briefly. And then uh, we'll catch you guys up on what we've been playing. And that will be the show for this week. So before we get to all that, a reminder that the podcast airs every single week. Adam and myself discuss the biggest topics in the video game industry and share opinions on new game releases. The show is available on all major podcast services, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor. Just search for Games Are Fun on whatever podcast service you use. If you want to help support this podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you listen to the show on. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving the show a review. Small things like subscribing and leaving reviews really help grow the show and help us find new listeners. So to everyone who's already done that, thank you. And thank you so much for tuning in every single week to listen to us blab about video games. Uh, One housekeeping note before we get to the PS5 stuff. The Last of Us Part 2 releases on June 19th. Uh, So far, I'm confirmed that I have the game pre-ordered. I'm picking it up. Uh, Garrett Neely, who is kind of taking a break from the show right now, is also picking up the game, and he's going to come on. Uh, Adam, have you decided, are you you picking up Last of Us yet? (laughs) I think I'm going to pick it up. Yeah, Uh, The the stars (laughs) kind of aligned my... Uh, my office is going to be closed the day that the game launches, so I figured maybe I'd put that time into uh, playing some of The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, that is awesome to hear, because I- I'm not going to lie, my heart was a little broken when I heard that you <laughs> weren't necessarily a day one purchase, um, which, you know, you've talked about it on the sh- you've given your reasons on the show before, so... Um, you know your reasons were fair and i totally saw where you're coming from but i'm i'm really excited that uh you're going to be picking that up as well so i guess um yeah we'll probably have you me and garrett doing our review slash spoiler cast episode similar to what we did with 
Death Stranding, Animal Crossing, and more recently Final Fantasy VII Remake. In those review episodes, we kind of split up the episode to be spoiler-free in the first half and uh, spoiler talk to happen in the last half of the show. I think what makes more sense going forward, because if we look at the, and don't get me wrong, I thought it was a solid episode, but the Final Fantasy VII Remake episode was pretty evenly split in terms of how much we talked about spoiler stuff and then how much we talked spoiler-free. So I thought it makes way more sense to basically release the review in kind of two episodes. So we'll probably record it in one sitting, but what we'll do is we'll release an episode that's The Last of Us Part Two review, you can listen to it if you haven't played the game yet or haven't quite beat it. We'll, we'll refrain from any spoiler talk. And then we'll do a spoiler cast episode where we actually get to talk about what happens in the game and how it ends and everything. So uh, for those of you who have had a chance to complete it, can listen to that uh, You know when you complete the game. So I think that's what we'll probably do moving forward for games like this. We'll probably do the same for Ghost of Tsushima and some of the other big ro- games that we have coming up in the next couple months. So... Um, once we get a chance to complete the game, we'll find a time to record that episode. And once we can finalize our recording date, we can announce when you can expect, uh, the first part of that review to go up. So the best, best way to stay up to date with all that is head over to our Twitter page at games are fun pod. So you can know when that review is going to go live. All right, let's, let's get into it. Now, typically we give a big topic or a couple big topics talk about them then we give you guys what we've been playing and then we end off the show with our kind of listener segment which is question of the week we ask you guys a question every week you guys send in your responses and then we read it out on the next week's episode so now it would have made more sense to have predictions come in and then give our own predictions for the ps5 event but because sony was just like hey this is happening obviously we didn't get a chance to prepare for that and um so we know what's been shown at the event but i still wanted to take the time to read your guys's responses um, on what you guys predicted what was going to be shown off there so i'm going to head over on twitter i got to give a huge shout out to the kind of funny community because i take a couple kind of funny best friends on the question of the week to just see what their predictions were for the ps5 event and you guys showed up because you gave so many awesome responses so i i really really appreciate you guys taking the time to you know comment on that and yeah what we'll do is we'll read through them here and see how many were correct how many were wrong and uh have some fun with it so let me just pull up twitter here uh okay Here we go. Okay, so these are responses uh, to my retweet of the question of the week. Um, So first, we'll start off with friend of the show, J.E., at Pound J.E. on Twitter. He says, I think they're actually going to open the show with a hype montage trailer that accumulates into a reveal of the actual box, all in the first three to five minutes. Then after they talk about basics of the box and compatibility with the DualSense and let us know when we'll know more. Then proceed to show us trailers for what games we can expect at launch and shortly after. My guesses are Dreams, not Knack 3, but like a spin-off, and whatever House Marquis is working on. Less probable, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, a new Resistance, that Demon Souls remake. 
And then we got uh, Derek at Soul Aspiration. He says, I'm predicting a montage of the PS4's life, maybe a few of the classics remastered into PlayStation 5, Bloodborne. Uh, and then introducing the, ne- the next big PS5 game. And then he puts in parentheses, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2. A look into the new PlayStation Studios, some dev names, show off some key features, the 3D audio, and then show us some powerful gameplay on the Unreal Engine 5 with maybe a new IP. Fake end with a console tease, later date posted, another fake end with either a logo or title of God of War 2 or Spider-Man 2. So quite the predictions there, I love it. Uh, at Philip J. Woodward says, I don't think we're going to get a price, but it would be awesome if we did. I think we'll get um at least one game demo i also think we'll get a preview of the new interface to show off the demo and of course we'll get a bunch of trolls saying the next gen jump isn't a jump and do do, what do we got else here bj bernardo 10 says i remember reading or hearing somewhere that this would focus on games so i think we got to see the console but that's it the last five minutes one more thing type of reveal all first party games sony knows that's their ace horizon zero dawn new gran turismo final fantasy 7 remake ps5 version then at marco 9609 says knack 3 showing as many polygons as the unreal 5 trailer <laughs> um at disrupt Doid, uh, John Fix says, this was originally written as a wish list, but whatever, let's run it. Horizon Zero Dawn sequel, service to rival Game Pass, PlayStation Now rebrand, robust built-in streaming to Twitch slash YouTube, show us the box, you cowards, and then teaser for a big first-party game that's far away, maybe the next God of War. And then at the Hootman says, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, Silent Hill, Gran Turismo 7, Resident Evil 8, Godfall, two new IPs, cod some double a games ratchet and clank if we're lucky no look at the console and no ui uh, at Jer- aaron james low says no price but we get games lots of games including the blue points highly anticipated secret remake of the original metal gear and not demon souls also we get to see the box uh, at matt p video says no console no price no release date hype montage to finish featuring spider-man 2 horizon 2 and god of war 5 but all only feature audio and show titles uh at shinobi g says i'm gonna be bold we see aloy and her new disciple horizon 2 with a co-op insinuation bold i know lots of games close the show and show the box no price and then kfed says not really a prediction but i want to see if they tried to up ps now to be more like game pass and then a couple more here, just on the Games Are Fun account. Of course, our friend Garrett at LP Panther says, we will see the console and it will be uh, $4.99. We will see Horizon 2 and Spider-Man 2 and the rest will be third-party titles. Release date will be November 13th. And then at Matt P Video, oh, we already read his, uh, at, or sorry, JR Petty John says, obviously a price but i think we get three to four first party games i think three of those games are horizon 2 spider-man 2 bloodborne sequel game i uh game i want infamous collection and then uh at it's kyle says oh man i have a feeling they will go pretty crazy and show some third person story driven action slash adventure games just having fun give me spider-man 2 please so a lot of responses there, but I wanted to make sure I read them all out because you guys took the time to to share your predictions. So thank you so much to everyone who wrote in. 
Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, there was. It's funny reading them because there were a lot that were dead on, and um, some that were, you know, not so accurate. Especially uh, considering we we didn't get a price, we didn't get a release date, but we did get to see what the console looked like. So, Adam, let's transition to giving our own thoughts. Um, so, PS Five reveal event. Right off the top, I want to hear what you thought of it overall. What did you think of this presentation? This is obviously the first real big digital event Sony's done before. And not only that, it's their first you know, look at their next generation console. What did you think? I think they did good. Um, I wouldn't say they, they knocked it out of the park, but I think it was, it was really good. It was a, a nice step above the state of plays that, that we've, we've been seeing. Yeah. Um, you know, it was good that they kind of uh, took took a little bit of time to have people on screen sort of introducing certain things. Um, but, yeah, I, I think overall it was it was solid. Um, there was I was certainly way wrong with my predictions. <laughs> I was listening <laughs> I was back through the show and I'm like, I did so bad. Yeah, <laughs> like, none of this was right. Um or very few things were right, I should say. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. I'm really looking forward to uh, to see how Xbox, um, you know, kind of responds. Counters, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See what kind of rebuttal they have. But um, yeah, really good. Yeah, I I'm there with you. I I actually I w- I give it a little more praise than you do. I think they they did really knock it out of the park with this one. I think it was probably one of the best events i've seen in a long time honestly like uh probably going back to uh, like uh i think it was 2016 e3 for playstation was probably one of my favorite you know reveal events of because i think that's where we got god of war spider-man days gone uh death stranding i think that was one of their biggest shows this generation and i haven't been that hyped since this uh, sorry, this PS5 event got me as hyped as I was for that event. And that's the hypest I've ever been watching a video game conference of some sort. So I was, it was way more than I expected. I mean, they, they did set the table by saying, hey, it's going to be an hour. We're showing some games. Um, so the fact that it was, it was actually over an hour, I think it was like an hour 15 mm-hmm. or something. Almost, yeah, about an hour 15. And I just thought they executed really well. Um, considering it was a digital event, considering, you know, all these people are having to do things from home. Um, yeah, the presentation of it all was really quick and snappy. I loved how they would go from trailer, they would give a, you know, brief 30 second clip with a, a developer or a, a studio head or something like that, or someone from, from PlayStation or Sony Interactive. And I love the little, like, sacred symbols transitions that they had in there um they were a little repetitive some of them went on a little too long it was like okay this looks awesome and i respect the person who created this but uh you know like let's move on you know what i mean so um but i i really liked how it was like each one was different right um it was just a really cool way to set the tone of the event i love the the cut to black you know, uh, after a developer talked or after a trailer, the transitions were just like really solid. I thought like for, for a show that long, 
it's difficult to kind of keep the momentum up. And I think they did that. Yeah, they kind of took a uh, that kind of viewed as like the Microsoft approach, because the last couple E3s, Microsoft is just game after game after yeah, game, a yeah, little bit of talk, totally. game after game. And, and they did they did the same thing, which was really great. Uh, the only reason I'm saying they didn't maybe knock it out of the park was because a lot of the things they showed were, uh, yeah, they had a lot of exclusives in there, but then they also had a lot of stuff that was, um, you know, timed exclusives mm-hmm. or or not necessarily exclusive, um, which at the time of watching, you know, it, it's it all comes down to that weird sort of line between, you know, console exclusive mm-hmm. and what's actually there exclusive and what's timed exclusive. There was a huge huge mess around a couple of the games as to whether they were yes. actually like PlayStation 5 exclusives or if they were timed or, you know, whatever. And and also the fact that many of these are coming out for PC, which is becoming a bit more popular lately, it seems. Um, you know, there, there necessarily wasn't a lot of games outside of what uh, their own exclusive titles that I'm like, okay, I'm definitely going to play this on PS5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um so I think that's the only reason. I think they're if if they could have shown more first party like 100% exclusive titles that would have gone uh, a little bit longer way for me, I think. For sure. Yeah, I mean, the next day that's kind of what the conversation was surrounding the event um on Twitter at least, especially with some of the the games that were announced which we'll we'll get to, but mm-hmm. um yeah, there was so 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 7 Full exclusive titles and then mm-hmm. timed exclusives. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve timed exclusives, and then one, two, three, four, five multi-platform titles. So, so the, the ratio is still really good. Like, oh, I'm for not, sure. I'm oh, not yeah, trying yeah. to say there wasn't you know good number of exclusives, but when you look at some of them, you know not all of them are are real bangers. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Um, and, and the messaging the... wasn't crystal clear, right? Because it was so, like, even, like, when you compare it, when you, you bring up Microsoft of showing game after game, we look at E3 last year, it seemed like they had shown off a ton of games at that event. And e- even though, like, like it it, it, it it seemed clear, at least, uh, maybe, maybe because they uh, had people on stage and they, they talked about how it's coming to xbox ps like i like i it's funny because they they could have made it more clear but sony doesn't want that right they want it you to associate this game with playstation think Mm -hmm. that it's on playstation even if it happens to be on pc and they did a really good job and they did yeah so it's a little but then the following day you know (laughs) look at what happened exactly (laughs) so let's let's get into the reveal event itself go go game by game and then we can talk about uh because I mean, it's the second game that really created a lot of controversy online. So the event started with a Rockstar logo. And I got chills down my spine because I was like, (laughs) is this actually happening? This was the biggest (laughs) debate of like all time. Yeah. And I kind of feel like like Sony had some fun with that because they know that would totally, you know, piss not piss people off, but totally, you know, Fool, fool people, and mm-hmm. there were a lot of people fooled. I, I saw it, the Rockstar logo. I'm like, okay, it's either Grand Theft Auto 6 or it's more 
goddamn Grand Theft Auto V <laughs> news. And it was the latter because yeah. they announced that Grand Theft Auto V is coming to PlayStation 5. Um, it's going to have, and it, uh, sorry, it's going to have features, uh, enhancements, uh, like 4K textures, everything like that. Uh, it's basically going to be enhanced for next gen. It's going to come out next year. Um, it's going to be free. Grand Theft Auto Online is going to be free to all PS5 owners. And uh, if you're playing Grand Theft Auto Online uh, right now, I believe every month you get like a million dollars in game currency up until the launch or until either the launch of the game or the launch of the PS5. I, I can't remember. But um, and it was funny because I think so there was some sort of rock star leak um, on one of the websites or something. I, and I think Garrett actually messaged in our group chat is like, this is going to be Grand Theft Auto 5 4K for PS5. And that's exactly what it was. So, <laughs> um, I mean, we don't need to talk about it anymore besides the fact that it's crazy that Grand Theft Auto 5 is now making its way onto its third generation of consoles. So, I mean, it's everyone knows it's a major success and continues to be a success so the second announcement we got was probably in my opinion the the most out of left field i (laughs) i didn't expect to see anything under this ip uh we got spider-man miles morales um so we got a short trailer and this is where some controversy happened the next day because they showed this off and it was very clear that it wasn't called Spider-Man to Colin Miles Morales. It was just called Spider-Man Miles Morales. So there's all this speculation of like, okay, what does that mean? Is this DLC for Spider-Man? Um, is this, you know, a standalone game? Is this a full-fledged sequel to the game? Like what's going on with that? And I think some sort of executive, I, I don't know if, it, I think it was a Sony executive or something made some sort of yeah someone from uh sony uk okay that's what it was made made some sort of statement about it yeah yeah they basically said like that it was um how did they word it it was like um there was going to be an enhanced version of spider-man releasing on ps5 and this was like included in that or something like that like as dlc um and then insomniac like tweeted out that this was a standalone game there was clarification that it was a uh standalone game and then i think a couple other journalists popped up on twitter saying that it is a standalone game and it's a smaller in scale um a good comparison that's been going around is what uncharted the lost legacy is uh mm-hmm. for the uncharted series right like we're we're looking at a game that's you know, half the length, you know, not a full price of $60, a little cheaper. So first of all, what, what do you think of this reveal and on this game? And then how do you feel about it being a standalone, smaller experience? So, so yeah, like you said, this, this was way out of left field. When we did our predictions, uh, I had said that this was going to be um, basically just a teaser, maybe yeah. a little bit of in engine, you know, teaser of some sort or maybe even just a logo saying that it's in production um but we we obviously got way more than that yeah. you know this is going to be holiday 2020 it's coming out this year yeah which blew my mind even more um and and i personally for me i i did get the impression that it was like a lost legacy type game um in terms of like the scope of it mm-hmm. and 
then the the conversation definitely got muddled the following day with that statement that was made and yeah um I think I told you I had a friend that him and I were kind of arguing. He was really upset about the fact that this was going to be essentially a repackaged original, like first the the first Spider-Man game with this additional content added mm-hmm. added to the end. And you know, I told him I'm like, that's exactly what <laughs> Persona Four Golden and Persona Five yeah, Royal are. And you love those games. Yeah. Like this is literally no different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have been fine if they did that. I don't think it, it wouldn't have been a big deal for me if that's what this game was. Um, just because I'm used to that formula. And, you know, I think we could have expected some quality of life adjustments, especially in terms of the, uh, you know, the whole SSD oh, totally. usage and things like that. Like Sony, um, Sony had been setting the stage for Spider-Man with the solid state drive when they exactly. did their Wired article, right, of showing off how fast it can load things and using mm-hmm. Spider-Man as that demo. So. So, so, yeah, I think if we were getting that first Spider-Man game with the experience of the PlayStation 5 and the way you can just zip around and, and, and everything's much faster mm-hmm. and there's no load times, and um, I think people would have been happy. And then getting that extra Miles Morales content at the end, I, I don't think there would have been a ton of complaints. You know, I, certainly there could have, there would have been some, um, but, you know, there's always going to be someone that complains about anything you put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then this, you know, when it finally did get clarified that this is going to be a standalone title, uh, similar in scope to Lost Legacy, you know, kind of going back to, to what I originally was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's great. You know, it's, you know, I would have been happy with the one thing, but this is even better. And we get, we're just, we're getting more Spider-Man out of it. And there's really, I, I don't understand, like, there's no way <laughs> to be upset about that. No. Like, it's just... More, it's more of a great thing <laughs> totally the the people complaining about it is, is i it's so ridiculous to me because it's like like for for example when we're talking about uncharted lost legacy i played all the uncharted games except for the vita one <laughs> um and lost legacy is one of like i would put it right underneath well, okay, this isn't an uncharted ranking because now I'm, ha- I'm like which one would be my favorite <laughs> but it, it it was a great game like it um, from start to finish and it was a smaller experience it was much more you know manageable to to consume because um, I think it was only you know six to eight hours maybe and you know I I really like that and I wish that we got that more I would rather have you know stuff like that like have a a game that releases and maybe in a year or two get a smaller standalone same engine just a different story you know, as opposed to having to wait five, six years for a sequel or something like that, like a full-fledged sequel. Like, I think this is great because we know that Spider-Man 2 is coming at some point. They set that game up to continue the story. Um, and I think, yeah, the fact that people are complaining, I just really can't wrap my head around it, especially because, like, Spider-Man Miles Morales, like, I, I do wish that he he got, like, a big game of his own, but... I feel like this is a good bridge because we know that he's going to probably play some sort of role in the sequel as well as Peter mm-hmm. Parker. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. This trailer showed off uh, some little bits of gameplay here and there. I love seeing the snow falling in New York and everything. Um, I'm not sure how much the map is going to change or if we're going to get any different locations in the, like the New York area, but um, it's uh, I'm, yeah, I, I can't wait for this. Um, 
there's still speculation out there whether it's going to come to both PS4 and PS5, but uh, it's it's confirmed for holiday 2020 right now, so we can expect this to probably launch alongside PS5. That yeah. hasn't been explicitly said, but it's pretty much assumed, right? Yeah, right. So, yeah, really great start see like the grand theft auto 5 i feel like wasn't the real start to the show it was like yeah let's get this the shit out of the way first and then let's get to the <laughs> big hype announcement to set set the foundation of this event so mm-hmm. all right uh then we got gran turismo 7 um which it's yeah i don't really have anything to add to that mm-hmm. it's in the works for ps5 no re- release date i don't think um looks great sounds great it's uh i think gran turismo is is definitely matching what forza has been doing over on xbox xbox in terms of building a really realistic you know racing simulator game um another insomniac game that i did not expect ratchet and clank rift apart so this is a brand new ratchet and clank game um, basically the premise of this game is that there are these rifts that basically teleport you to different universes, um, different dimensions, different cities, that kind of stuff. So, uh, in the trailer, we got, you know, a reveal trailer, and then we actually got a little snippet of some gameplay. This actually got a lot of time, um, considering all the other announcements. This one got a big chunk of time and they were really showing off that solid state drive, for the PlayStation five of like how they can load in environments and assets like in, you know, milliseconds or whatever. Um, so that was really, really cool to see. Uh, yeah, I really liked 2016. I think it was 2016 or 20, 2015, maybe ratchet and clank 2016, I think. Yeah. Um, I wanted to platinum it, uh, but I ended up not, but I, I love that game. Like it was, it looked great. Um, yeah, really fun. So I'm, I'm really excited for, for a a sequel. It was kind of expected because Ratchet and Clank has kind of been tied to PlayStation for a while now. Um, and it's cool to see that they're still coming up with new ways to, you know, take that franchise to new, new spaces and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think this was maybe the the best example of the ps5 that they showed mm. uh during the whole event because like you said the showing the solid state drive and the, and the way it's so quickly uh transferred between areas and like transform the space that you were you were playing in you yeah know, that quick like sort of grapple maneuver that uh that that he was using and then also uh it gave a good look at ray tracing um yeah uh, so having played a, a little bit on PC, some mm-hmm. ray tracing games, like you can kind of, you know, pick out the, the little bit of nuance and the differences that, uh, that ray tracing games or ray tracing uses in video games and being able to kind of like spot that during the trailer. I'm like, you know, they're definitely using it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was a really good way to see the new hardware in action in a way that we didn't really get to see with the other games. Um, so so yeah that was it was really cool and it's like you said it's it's ratchet and clank which is a really great franchise always a lot of fun um so i'm really excited yeah this game really um it's kind of kind of at the top of the hype levels for me right now for sure no release date was set or or even a, a year i don't think so 
it looks like they they're fairly like i think it said pre-alpha footage or something like that on there but i mean they could be further along on that game than we know um and you know insomniac they got two big teams over there you know i'm assuming half working on spider-man miles morales and also probably started spider-man 2 and then uh ratchet and clank so yeah i the fact that they came out with their two biggest franchise right now with reveals like it just goes to show that insomniac is like the fact that playstation finally acquired them as one of their own studios was was smart and yeah um, that was huge i'm glad that they did uh finally make that happen because i mean they've been making killer games for a while now so uh yeah really really like to see see that being announced the next game we got was project athia i believe is how it's pronounced athia athia um so this is square enix and luminous productions it is a brand new ip um and it's coming exclusively to playstation 5 so yeah i uh, don't really know too much about it yet uh it was announced over on twitter that gary witta who's the writer of rogue one as well as book of eli and obviously anyone who listens to kind of funny content is um, very familiar with gary witta he is actually uh working on that game as a writer so that was a I, honestly i was like saw this trailer and was like that looks really neat i'm intrigued i want to see more mm-hmm. and then the fact that gary's part of it i'm like oh yeah. hell yeah let's go <laughs> absolutely <Yeah>. yep <laughs> and this is actually i believe this is a um a timed exclusive i don't think this is just straight oh, up is playstation 5 only yeah um and... from what i saw i think it's it's timed and i believe you're right it is timed yeah probably will will be releasing on uh pc probably around the same time as it does on playstation 5 i i would think for sure yeah i'll have to write to GameSpot and be like because i got two GameSpot articles one was written two days ago which includes all the outlines with exclusive times exclusive everything's like that and then this one they need to make some corrections on it but again it just goes to show the point that we were talking about before that they weren't super clear on some of these things and you know there's still question marks behind some of these games and where they're coming but uh next we got stray which is from annapurna interactive which is a great publisher uh i like Mm -hmm. a lot of the games that they put out and this is a game where i'm assuming you play as a cat it basically showed this little cat in this you know cyberpunk world that is full of robots uh they kind of backpack yeah yeah wearing a little backpack (laughs) and this cat's walking around um they've implied humanity is no longer uh, with some of the stuff in the environment. So it's this cat in this cyberpunk uh, world, and I'm totally down for that. I don't know oh, yeah. anything great. about it, but they did a great job of like showing what uh, you know the environment looks like and what this world looks like, and you get to play as a cat, which I think is freaking awesome. So I'm down for that one for sure. That one's coming. Uh, really an interesting game. Yeah, yeah, definitely um that one's coming in 2021 it's listed as a timed exclusive on ps5 and i think they've already announced like it's coming ps5 pc so probably timed exclusive on consoles maybe i don't know all right so this uh, this would confirm one of your predictions you make i can't remember the details of your house house uh house mark mark uh what was your prediction again? Was it just I like think, that they were going to have a 
an announcement. It was, it was just simply, we're going to see their next game. Boom. There you so, go. Yeah. So we got it, and it's called The Returnal. Yeah. And it looks great. Looks freaking awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, honestly, there there's a couple others that I'll mention later in the show, but this one stood out to me for sure. Um, you know, it, I, I think it's really hard to to show off a new IP to people and get them intrigued and excited by it. Right. Um, and I just saw this trailer and really digged what was shown off. It basically, the protagonist basically crashes on this planet and it's kind of like a groundhog day type of scenario where they mm-hmm. relive, you know, the same events, uh, including crashing, um, and then ending with this female protagonist dying over and over and over again. So, um, and then I think they imply that each time she revisits this planet, something's different, something's changed. And so, you know, I'm assuming that your end goal is to get out of this loop, probably. That's kind of what uh, what the plot is going to be set up as. But the game looked really solid. Um, just I got big vibes of, like, control almost watching this trailer because it was, like these really cool environments that are just really out of this world um well literally because it is a sci-fi game but it's just like it it looks really cool i'm not completely sold on the title returnal it's like a take on like the word internal i think um but uh it looked great i love that they're also doing something like a triple a type looking third person action Mm game um considering they're kind of known for more arcadey type experiences. So, yeah, good for them. Yeah, this is a huge, like, you know, turnaround from the games that, that we know from from Housemarque. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I'm really interested in, in this. I, I think it, it's really piqued my interest and, uh, you know, it could end up being, being a lot of fun. There's no release date for it, unfortunately, so mm-hmm. we don't know when it's going to be coming out. But this exactly. one is exclusive to yes. uh, PS5, so this is one of their one of their exclusives that they uh, that they had in their show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm interested for sure. All right, we got uh, some more little big planet uh, Sackboy, a big adventure, although not developed by Media Molecule. It's actually being developed by Sumo Digital. So Sackboy, A Big Adventure is basically just a 3D platforming game in the Little Big Planet franchise. Um, a lot of people were comparing the gameplay to this to uh, 3D Mario World, I believe. Mario 3D World, yeah. Or Mario 3D World, is yeah, correct. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. They got to show off some games that are kind of aimed towards younger audiences. So, uh, I guess it's better than knack three maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah i i loved uh little big planet one and two uh which were both media molecule titles yeah. uh uh little big planet three might have been a sumo oh yeah, uh, was it? it it definitely wasn't media mo- molecule gotcha um, okay i'm not sure if it was sumo or not but i uh i wasn't really into that one it didn't grab me so mm-hmm. this this game kind of has me a little Intrigued. You know, no, a little uh, <laughs> cautious, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not going to be oh, okay. like a yeah, one purchase for yeah. me. But it could be one of those things, like, because uh, me and my, my wife, we, we played the Little Big Planet games together. And there was oh, a nice. series that she that she liked. Yeah. And, and we had fun together. 
Um, and again, the third one, I think, didn't really click for her either. Okay. Um, so this might be one, you know, kind of see how reviews go and, and see if it piques her interest at mm-hmm. all. And then maybe it'd be a game that we play together. But um, yeah, uh, first sight of it, I'm I'm not totally sold on it. But yeah, you know, we'll see once we get more information. Yeah, it seems more like a game that I would get around to if it was like on PS Plus or like free yeah. or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, or if, if, you know, they, I know that PlayStation has the somewhat equivalent to Xbox Game Pass with uh, PlayStation Now. But, you know, if this was a game that was like day and date with Game Pass or something like that, I'd be like, okay, let's check it out. Yeah. But mm-hmm. not going to go out of my way to purchase it um, necessarily. So speaking of free with, uh, playstation plus the next this next game <laughs> yeah would probably be the only way i pick this one up. <laughs> so yeah probably and no offense to the studio that made this game but probably the one announcement that didn't really do anything for me it's called yeah. destruction all stars uh it's basically this mix of like i want to say um rocket like league dis- but like yeah, destruction, kind of like a destruction derby destruction derby yeah yeah um, with some melee combat it looks like yeah like it's almost like outside. fortnite mixed with rocket league mixed <laughs> with destruction derby is basically yeah. the best way to summarize it um so yeah like it's uh it, it looks kind of somewhat interesting but again um one of the the more 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 of a smaller title that i think they're they're using to to fill space um and again i don't mean that in an offensive way but yeah you know and and to be honest like title as as it played as the trailer played through because i i judge it real quickly at the start of the trailer i'm like pass (laughs) yeah (laughs) and as it played through a little bit i'm like okay like yeah this could be this could be good but maybe it's something that is you know part of uh uh playstation plus yeah or um you know if it's like a 20 like a 20 dollar game or something like that yeah um pick it up on sale you know, or something it, but if yeah. they're you know if it's being sold as like a 60 dollar game like i'm just not interested in it for that price mm-hmm. next we had kenna bridge of spirits which is a game developed by ember lab it's basically this like platforming game mixed with pikmin i guess <laughs> is the best way to describe it it's like uh this protagonist has these little like black fluffy little creature things that um they can kind of control and then it it looks like it kind of uses some like magic um and to kind of power her staff for combat um she has like kind of this staff and uh yeah it's 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 a very like um i guess i'll I'll just steal um Gabe Gerwin's description of it of it's kind of like a Pixar looking type game like really great visual art style I would say uh third person action game um yeah I I thought it looked quite interesting mm-hmm. um yeah a little bit of a uh a more family friendly title I would say it doesn't look like something like you know Resident Evil 8 or anything like yeah, that it's, like it's not a hardcore game no. yeah so it honestly it looks so good it reminded me a little bit of just like the character model from that uh unreal 5 demo that we got like just kind of the world around it looked really bright and vivid and stuff like that so i was intrigued by it i have to say 
um, at the right price, I may, may be a customer for that one. Yeah, this was one that really caught my attention. Um, I was watching it, the the trailer and, mm-hmm. and this one really spoke to me. Like this is one that I would definitely be interested in picking up. I, I'm really excited to see more about it. Now mm-hmm. this one is, this one's a timed exclusive. So it is going to come to um, other consoles yeah. and it'll be on PC. For sure. Um, so, but yeah, it looks good. Next we got Life is Strange Dinosaurs. It's called <laughs> Goodbye Volcano High. And it looks like a kind of story-based narrative game. Um, and it's supposed to come out in 2021. Uh, really cool. I don't really dig the idea of like the character models, like the being dinosaurs. They just kind of looked a little weird to me. Um, like some deviant art stuff, <laughs> but like it, uh, I, I liked the art style of how it like looked like a cartoon kind of thing. Um, and had a really cool kind of indie soundtrack to it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it looks like a, a kind of, uh, an emotional story of high schoolers. Um, so I mean, I, it, it, that's why I say life is strange dinosaurs because it, it seems like it kind of fits that genre of game. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, if it has a great story, it could, could do really well. So, um, another one of those games that I kind of just like, okay, this is a, a filler kind of game. Right. Um, next we're next, we got odd world soul storm. Um, so apparently this game has been in development for, a long time but it's been revealed it's coming to ps5 um so this obviously follows abe uh i'm not really familiar with the odd world franchise at all so i can't really speak to this game but um just looking at the trailer i thought the trailer was just a great you know trailer of like cinematics cutscenes mixed in with gameplay um kind of building it up uh yeah they did a, a good job at showing showing that game in the trailer but uh, i don't know anything about odd world it hasn't been a series i'm familiar with so i can't really say more to it yeah same next we got ghostwire tokyo which is a game from tango gameworks who uh head of this shinji mikami who obviously is the creator of resident evil and since he's found Tango Gameworks and gone independent, he's done games like uh, The Evil Within and The Evil Within 2. So Ghostwire Tokyo was announced last year at Bethesda's E3 presentation. And we actually got our first real look at some gameplay for that game because its initial trailer, I think, was just kind of more of a cinematic. I actually went mm-hmm. back to watch that trailer because they showed off some gameplay and there was a couple things I really wanted to mention. So first of all, I wanted to say that, um, I, I actually had this game on my radar because I am a fan of Shinji Mikami and, uh, I really liked evil within one and two. So the, when he announced his new IP, I'm like, man, he has such a good track record of psychological horror games and, uh, you know, third person horror games that I'm on board, right? But what caught a lot of people off guard, because I was listening to some other podcasts over the weekend, and this was something that came up with other people that had this game on their radars. This game's like a a first-person game um, set in Tokyo where you're dealing with kind of like these ghost spirits. Um, 
it, it definitely has some horror elements, but it, it first of all, I'm surprised it's first person and it looks more actiony than horror, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, you see this trailer and you come across these really kind of creepy figures. Like there's a faceless math man and like that kind of looks like slender man. And there's like a, a little school girl with like her head missing and some other creepy type creatures. But the gameplay itself, it looks like you use like some magic abilities or something to kind of control these spirits and ghosts and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. what do you think of this? I actually am, am kind of really excited for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back at Bethesda's E3 conference where they where they announced it, there really wasn't much to go off of. Like you were saying, like, we didn't really know what this game was going to be. And when they showed this, um, I, I was like, okay, like, this could be a game that I'm really interested in. Like, I, I really liked, um, I really liked the presentation that they had for it. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of the the environment i guess yeah and you know you kind of have like these uh you know the the urban legends of of you know tokyo kind of coming to life yeah and the fact that you're using like your your hands like your uh gestures the like mudra to um you know to fire off like spells and stuff right. to actually attack and damage like you're given these tools to actually fight these things where you know we've seen a lot of survival horror you know um there's not really a lot of ways to combat like the like ethereal type yeah. enemies and and uh looks like this game gives you plenty of tools to do that plenty of really cool looking um ways to uh attack and defend yourself so you know that right there kind of adding in that extra you know sort of action mm-hmm. uh combat um kind of kind of pulled me in um so so yeah, I think it I think it looks pretty good. I'm actually really interested in this game now. Yeah, I mean, I I really I like I'm going to get it for sure because like I said, they just have that track record. They I love their previous games. I just think I was so surprised because I just ha- had this yeah. idea in my head <laughs> and it was caught I was just caught off guard and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. It's just like I'm still trying to like, whoa, that's not what I expected at all. So I need to just readjust my you know um my expectations for it now that i know what it is i think i can and it's funny because i went i'm like maybe like i thought it was way more like horror looking from its announcement trailer and i rewatched that announcement trailer and it still kind of matches that same thing that they went for with this gameplay reveal so and it wasn't real gameplay it was just kind of showing you know bits and pieces of uh different encounters and stuff. So, um, I really want to know more. Um, I am kind of surprised that, uh, it is a timed exclusive for PlayStation five. Um, Mm -hmm. just the fact alone that it's a Bethesda published game. I'm really surprised that they strike a deal to make that exclusive. That's huge for PlayStation. So definitely one to keep on the radar. Uh, it's supposed to come out 2021. Next, we got Jet the Far Shore. I'm just going to read this little paragraph that they got on GameSpot here because I don't... The trailer was uh, not super clear on what <laughs> this game was. It was very artsy and unique, but uh, it's developed by Super Brothers. Jet the Far Shore was shown during the reveal event. The world is shown as dreary, but a rocket fires into space and shows a series of satellites that appear to hold some sort of future for the planet. Hundreds of years later, a small ship flies to a much more vibrant land. 
So, I mean, even reading that, it's like, okay, <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah. So a game with a, a, a very specific tone and, and kind of atmosphere that they're going for look looks interesting, but I, I just, I can't really talk about it because we don't know anything about it yet. So next we got a Godfall trailer, which uh, showed some more gameplay uh, featuring some like melee combat and different weapons that you go against uh, some of the enemies. And, you know, this was previously announced at game awards. Is that, I think, yes because that was like yeah. one of the yeah because we got the xbox series x reveal and then we got that mm-hmm. godfall trailer that saying it was coming to playstation 5 um so it's a timed exclusive um but uh it is coming to playstation 5 and interesting trailer uh, they they paired it with some like rap uh, like i don't even know who, it, who what song it was but it was like a rap song uh yeah. hip-hop song that was just like did not really fit the tone of the game no not at all like it it was kind of like the a song that you put with like a call of duty trailer or like a madden nfl game Uh (laughs) but i yeah so i was a little caught off guard by that um didn't really help godfall for me because i was a little on the fence because it looked a little generic to me when it was revealed and then seeing this trailer it was just like ooh, i don't know like it's still i thought it was generic but now they're putting like this this music over top of it and i just like it doesn't look big and epic um and it's a game about gods right so it's like you would think it like i i I just need to see more i need to see like a a long form video of some gameplay or something for me to really decide how i feel about this game see i'm i'm really interested um i think you know i didn't necessarily need to see another trailer because like i I know i know what i'm gonna be getting with this game Mm -hmm. Um, but it does, it it still reminds me a lot of too human, uh, which is something that I felt, you know, when we saw the trailer way back at, at game awards and my huge, like was really huge into too human. And this just has that sort of look and feel to it. So I'm, I'm definitely, this is definitely still on on my radar for sure. Next we got solar ash, which is from the creators of hyper light drift. Did you ever play that one? Hyper light drifter. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, that game's awesome. It's always been on my list, but I haven't really played it uh, or haven't really put an effort into play it, I should say. So, uh, yeah, Solar Ash is a new game from the creators of that game. Uh, yeah, we got to see a really cool trailer. Um, I, I mean, this is one that I think... Y- like there's a couple in here that I think you should just go watch rather than me explain it. Cause this game, it's like, yeah. it's all about the art style. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this, this game for me, Cena, I was like, damn, that looks really, really cool. Really interested in seeing more about that game. And, uh, it motivated me more to, to get on hyper light drifter. Cause I, I, I've always been interested and I've heard such good things about that game. And I think now's the time to, to go try it out myself. Yeah, it's an incredible game. And so whenever I saw that, um, you know, that that kind of perked my ears up a little bit. I was kind of hoping to see a little bit more on what this game is, is going to actually be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, we'll just have to wait yeah. until, until we learn more. And Hyperlight Drifter was like, it wasn't it like a 2D type of game? Yeah, it's like a, um, 
it, it's almost kind of like a Zelda type game. Oh, okay. Um, you know, it's kind of like a like a top down sort of right. view, and uh, your main combat is is through sword, and then you do have like some guns that you can acquire and use. Um, and it's, it's highly based on like, it's very like precise. Like you have some dashes and things that you can do. Like it's, it's a sort of a difficult game, but it's not overly difficult. Like it's challenging, but it's one of those like challenging, but rewarding games. Like, you know, when you really get the flow of the combat and you take down some like stronger encounters and bosses, like it just, it feels really good. And, and the, uh, the, the pixel art style that they use in that game is just gorgeous too. Uh, and it tells it tells a really um, tells a really great story through um, you know without really using any words you know it's like that visual story and uh, they just all around that's just a really great game highly recommend it. Nice, yeah, I I gotta check it out. The developer is says it's a combination of Zelda: Link to the Past and Diablo. So there you go. Yeah pretty much what you're saying there so yeah i I can kind of see that maybe not so much the diablo part because you're not really gathering loot Hmm. um you're not really managing like mana too much like you would in that although if you want to if you want to count maybe your guns as your mana then i guess maybe that kind of makes sense next we got i'd I'd say it it definitely leans more to the zelda side of things than than diablo i would say well check it out i think I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I might actually have it on one of my consoles, like downloaded, or if it was maybe a, I don't know, maybe I'm mistaken, but I'll, I'll check it out for sure at some point. Uh, Hitman 3, uh, this is kind of like a conclusion of this trilogy that we had this generation with Hitman and then Hitman 2. Did you ever play the Hitman games, like this generation? No, no, it, it struck me as a very stealth focused game and, and I, <laughs> I'm just not a stealth yeah. guy. I'm, I'm so bad at stealth games. I, I'm terrible as well. I'm totally there with you. I'm, I'm replaying The Last of Us right now and realizing how bad I am at stealth. But um, yeah, I mean, I played the first one and the game is really cool because it's like each level kind of gives you the opportunity to take down different targets within the the world and or the map or whatever right so you can be at all these different locations all around the world that are just designed um really beautifully and uh the game looks really solid and the the funnest part of that game is just like you know taking out your targets in different ways right you can uh, there's so it's like this sandbox of like different ways that you can assassinate your your targets and they're so creative the little ways they've come up with and it's so awesome because when you come up with a new way to kill it you think like oh man this is like just one of like 20 plus ways I can choose to like the the the, the possibilities are crazy so you I saw myself replaying levels over and over again trying different things and you can adjust things to increase the difficulty or add uh extra objectives in and not just like have your your one target that you need to to assassinate so the games are really cool but again yeah i i probably would play more of them if i was just better at stealth because some of them really force you to go stealthy and uh it can be tricky so yeah hitman 3 it's coming out next january so um this was one of the 
get one game in this presentation where we got a very specific release date so january 2021 and i gotta say man like this trailer was dope like the 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 trailer itself and then seeing a little brief glimpse of it after uh the developer spoke for like 15 seconds or 20 seconds or whatever was like the house music i'm not even a fan of house music really but it just got me it was a trailer that was like this trailer is getting me jack so uh i really appreciated it <laughs> next we got astro's playroom which is a being developed by japan studio it's looks like a 3d platformer uh the last astro uh game astrobot game came out for playstation vr so this uh good speculation by greg miller from kind of funny of this could be a game that's maybe included with the playstation 5 um you know with that'd be interesting what was it the was it called playroom on playstation 4 that there was like uh what's it called yeah i think it was called playroom i never actually accessed it um but it was like on it's on the dash when you you get it's called the playroom and it basically has a bunch of mini games um yeah november 15 2013 playroom is a casual video game that is a collection of augmented reality mini games it is developed by sce japan so he he kind of was thinking like this could be a game that launches on the console but it looks like a full-fledged you know 3d platformer game um so so there's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really good speculation. That yeah. seems like it would be kind of in, in line with what we saw before. So yeah. yeah. Little devil inside. So this game showed a very unique art style. Um, basically it looks like you play as this kind of explorer who is responsible for hunting monsters is kind of what I gathered. Um, mm-hmm. That, were they're, they're kind of bounties that were put out by some because this trailer basically shows this explorer and then this really ritzy old guy that is in his nice mansion that's nice and warm and they kind of contrast this guy going out and hunting these grueling monsters with this old man that's kind of you know just sitting at home doing his thing so it kind of looks uh, what i gathered from the trailer is like you're kind of hunting him hunting monsters for him i don't really know why or or what the circumstances was that wasn't really clear but man the art style was just so cool in my opinion it really was yeah it showed like the character had these like big like eyes like very cartoonish looking um but then the environments look so lush and um there was this one part in the trailer where he's kind of like shuffling on this ledge on the side of this cliff and it's kind of from a a higher up perspective and yeah i i just was like whoa this game looks really cool you've grabbed my attention from this short trailer so i'm definitely interested in seeing more of what this game's about and what you do in it yeah same and it's it's one of those games where it's like it's not that big like triple a yeah super fancy graphics and zipping around all over the like it's just kind of like this neat little sort of indie game looking thing that they showed off and uh my sort of speculation on it is i'm 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 kind of thinking that maybe he is inside the old man like uh maybe the old man is sick and and he's kind of like an antibody fighting things off but yeah instead of you know the game playing inside a very like organy like blood and 
tissue and all that like it's it's portrayed as like kind of like a fantasy setting yeah um and the part that really made me think that and maybe it's just maybe it's just my my sense of humor i don't know but the old man's sitting on a toilet yeah, totally and the dude goes spelunking down a rope and throws a bomb down this giant hole which like you know maybe dude's dropping bombs in the toilet like, yeah you know so maybe it's that sort of like you know things are happening with the old man in real time as it's happening like you know being portrayed you know inside the body so that's kind of my thinking on that's on, honestly i never thought of it that way but that's great that's a great like speculation because it's called little devil inside right so right yeah it, it kind of leads you that it could could be something like that so yeah i'm i'm it's on my radar i'm, I'm making a mental mm -hmm. note of it i'm gonna continue looking out for that game because it yeah it looks really awesome yeah then we got a teaser for NBA 2K21. So there's that. <laughs> uh, that one very sweaty man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we got one of the most memeable announcements from this whole trailer, which was Bug Snacks. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is a, a game. <laughs> it's basically from... The creators of Octodad, which I've never played, but is a very bizarre mm. indie game. Um, yep. And from what I gather with Bugsnets, it's, it's set up as this kind of like wildlife adventure TV show um, where this like walrus looking type of dude or I, is it a girl? I don't know. Um, basically, it's like talking about like these little creatures and they're like little snacks they're little bugs but they're like snacks so they're like it's food, one, it's <laughs> food. yeah one's like a little burger what the, the start of the trailer was like a little strawberry and then you saw you know like there were like centipedes that were like ribs yeah exactly like a rack yeah, of ribs yeah, yeah, yeah. around like a centipede so just like so weird a game that looks like someone was high out of their mind <laughs> came yeah. up with <laughs> and I'm all for it. I had this little like jingle that went along with it that kind of like was singing what the game was about. So it was just like extremely entertaining to see. Um, people were like it blew up on Twitter, you know, that night and the next day people were continuing to talk about bug snacks. So um, again, like not a game that really, you know, can compare to like Spider-Man Miles Morales, but a fun little addition that kind of like, you know, lightens up the mood i love that uh i love those kind of games that are just like you know very comedic um in their their dialogue and everything like that so uh that is coming holiday 2020 um one of the few games that was confirmed for this year and it's a timed exclusive and probably one I'm I'm not gonna pick up at least not right away but we'll we'll see if we Honestly, get a little bit more gameplay on it um you know, maybe, but it just, it didn't really do a whole, a whole lot for me. <laughs> I'm going to try when it comes re like release time, I'm going to try to work hard to trying to see if I can get a code to review it. But uh, if not, if it's at like a, like this is obviously it's not a $60 game. Um, probably a lot less than that. If it's a, like an okay price, I might pick it up just, just, to, just for the experience. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we, when we did question of the week and talked about some of the predictions you guys had, uh, a couple people mentioned Blue Point and Demon Souls because that was something that was rumored a while ago, and lo and behold, it is 
true. We got Demon Souls is getting a full-fledged remake. Um, of course, Demon Souls was a PS3 a, a, uh, console exclusive. I don't know if mm-hmm. it was just on the PS3 or if it can't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just just. Oh, PS3. really? Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. that's huge. Um, it's obviously a Souls-like game. It's from software, so you know, Dark Souls, Bloodborne. Um, yeah, it looks great. A lot of it has been. Uh, I was reading a little press release on it, and a lot of it has been rebuilt from the ground up. So, look looks top notch for sure. Yeah, it really does. And when it when it started, I thought to myself, "This is Elden Ring." Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> but nope, <laughs> nope. It was it was Demon Souls, which looks absolutely fantastic. I know there's going to be so many people just absolutely amped about yeah. this game. I didn't play Demon Souls. Um, so I, I don't really know anything about it, but it looked really great. Man, from software is just hidden hidden a great stride right now. Cause like they are. you look at this generation and we got, you know, a remaster of Dark Souls 2, we got Dark Souls 3, we got Bloodborne, a PS4 exclusive, we got Sekiro, um, Demon Souls, which we can expect probably within the next year. Um, and then maybe Bloodborne 2. Like they're they they're really they've really, I think solidified their genre of a, a, what souls games are like and i love that they're they're playing with different ips like sekiro and they're revisiting some of their games uh previously but uh yeah i i uh i want to really get into souls games because they're they're just like they change they, they created a genre essentially right with games like uh what's the one that you're neo and like uh I can't think of any others at the moment, but there's so many, right, that have spawned from Dark Souls and and such. So I I want to get into them. I want to get to Bloodborne. I really want to be one of those those people that experience those really difficult third person RPG action games. Next, we got Death Loop, um, which is coming from Arcane Studios. It was shown off at E3 2019. And this is just like Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, a Bethesda published game, and it's going to be a timed exclusive on the PS5. So again, another big game published by Bethesda that's being a a timed exclusive. Like this is another huge win for PlayStation. Um, Basically, this game looks dope as hell. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it looks really good. (laughs) Yeah, it like... We got a little sneak peek of it last year with its reveal trailer, but we got a little bit more look at the gameplay. It looks very much like Dishonored, like yeah. a crazy, crazy similarities there with even some of the um, kind of like teleportation type things. Um, but basically the loop of it uh, is you, it's first person stealth game and it kind of has that whole thing that, uh, you know, we experienced Adam with uh, playing Katana Zero of just when you die, rewind back to the beginning. You got to take a mm-hmm. different approach to defeat the enemies. Except for yeah. this time, it's in a first-person perspective in a 3D environment. Um, yeah, and it, it's kind of like you were saying about how it, it it you know really looks like Dishonored, but where it seems like it kind of strays from that is is where Dishonored is kind of like well, you can be stealthy or you can be you know, you know, kind of go in hot, like yeah. guns blazing. This is, this seems like, excuse a little bit more on the guns blazing side of things. Yeah. And it does the stealthy part, which 
uh, really speaks to me. Yeah, for <laughs> so sure. I, I like that about it, that it seems very fast paced. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, it, it looks great. Like just watching the little sort of, uh, uh, you know, encounters that they run into and the different powers that they sort of use uh, against the enemies and, and the guns and like everything just looked great. Yeah. Yeah, basically, um, I think the objective is you have to, you have these hits that you're you're trying to take out these people um and not only are you trying to do that there they there's another character in the game i don't know if they clarified what her name was but she's hunting you down so not only do you have to worry about uh, the enemies that you're going up against and having to take on you have somebody that's actively trying to assassinate you essentially um and not only that the trailer presents itself in a way that it, it shifts perspective in a way that you are either can play as her or maybe a friend plays as her. Like, that's the thing that I don't know if that's been clarified as, is this like a game where Adam, you're, you're trying to hunt me and then I'm trying to do my thing of taking down these targets. Like, is it a, a game that's just a single player campaign where I can play as one person and then I can play it from the other perspective of the person trying to hunt the protagonist or whatever um yeah i don't know what yeah what that is gonna be like yeah that's the question i have about it too because if it is like a pvp thing where it's it's kind of 1v1 but then you have like these other sort of just you know uh generic minions to kind of take out along the way like i, I don't know that i'm so as, as into that like i'm kind of hoping it is just like more of a single player experience mm -hmm. uh and and you're just sort of playing through like a traditional campaign i guess but maybe there's you know maybe having a second one for the other character that's right. there so or you know maybe it is that but maybe it's kind of like a dark souls where when someone invades your world maybe they take over that other that other person and then if you take them out then um you know then you continue on and then you know maybe down the road someone else jumps in and and, and you know maybe that wouldn't be so bad mm -hmm. um I just hope that it's not just like, you know, you're put into a, an arena and it's like 1v1, but there's yeah. other like AI or, you know, whatever, just hanging around. So um, I, I definitely need to see a little bit more. But if it does kind of lean more towards like a like a, a single player game, yeah, um, then then I'd be really interested in this. Yeah, me, me too. I mean, it's announcement trailer sold me on it. Um, and then as we've kind of seen stuff, I, I'm with you. I need to see a little more just to clarify what this game is 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 all about um but i really like that the the aesthetic that they're going for just seeing seeing the world and stuff is just so cool to me it's like um yeah i it gives me vibes of uh like bioshock or like that yeah. the art style you know what i mean um it's very like 70s kind of style going on so Next, we got Resident Evil Village, um, which was rumored and kind of leaked like for a while before this presentation. So I wasn't really too surprised to see it. Um, I think we even talked about it on the podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think we did a little small episode talking about the the leaks of it. But yeah, it's been it shown off. Um, it's basically your... Uh, I think you're playing as the protagonist from Resident Evil 7, Ethan, if I'm not mistaken. I, I guess I got to confirm that. But yeah, it's a game that looks, It's a, they're, they're sticking with the first person style that they had in 
um, uh, sorry, that they had in Resident Evil 7. And yeah, this this one seems uh, more towards uh, like folktale. There's some witches, werewolves in it. Uh, looks a little bit different from what 7 was trying to go with. Um, what I liked about the trailer is they kind of, it kind of looked like a combination of Resident Evil 1 of like showing off this like big mansion that you're, you can kind of go into, but then also like bits of Resident Evil 4, which also had a village in it. Um, my kryptonite in, in horror in general is, is like anything to do with cults. I find cults just like extremely like (laughs) creepy and kind of terrifying like i i the mentality behind cults and if they're they're given a horror spin off of them they they even freak me out more so uh i that's kind of what the vibe i got going from this uh it's not necessarily a cult but just like a big group of people in this village um lots of uh like i said folktale that goes on so i i like the setting that they're going for um uh, I know you're not a, a huge Resident Evil fan. I did want to mention uh, my friend Andrew, who's been on the show before, uh, I think like a year and a half ago, he came on. He's a really big Resident Evil fan, and he uh, he really likes like the lore and the backstory to the Resident Evil franchises and how the games connect and the world itself. So he has some concerns about how this game really could set it like it it just it's kind of weird because resident evil is kind of starting to do this thing where the games aren't necessarily connected right there's lots of continuity arrows that doesn't really make sense um and they're wanting to do new things but i really think they should just do what final fantasy does and just like you can be a numbered sequel but try not to like fit in characters like we we saw chris redfield in the trailer Mm -hmm. and it's like just leave it as like a first person horror game put the resident evil brand on it if you if that's what you want to do to sell it and just leave it at that like that's kind of how i am but i'm more of a a horror game fan than i am resident evil so um regardless i'm i'm excited i love resident evil 7 i'm a sucker for first person horror games and i feel like we don't get enough triple a horror games anymore uh that seems to be a space that's mostly in the indie um indie scene so i i'm i'm pumped for it and that's going to be a multi-platform title obviously yeah it's i mean it it looked kind of neat but again like i'm just i'm not a resident evil guy so i'm it's not going to (laughs) be probably not going to be one that i pick up no that's fair um i i do one before i move on here i like this like the thing resident evil 7 came out in 2017 2018 let me just look it up real quick uh 2017 january 2017 then i guess they took a year off january or was it february 2018 we got no 2019 we got resident evil 2 remake then we just got resident evil 3 remake which was pretty well received but a little short um from what i gathered now we're getting resident evil 8 like I can't believe that Capcom is still pumping out Resident Evil, <laughs> considering the franchise is like 
two decades old at this point. Like, I really like this uh, little pattern they got going on, though, of, like, if they make this game uh, an annual release, like an Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty, like, I would love for them to remake some of the game, the older games every other year and then for them to give us mainline entries every couple years or something like that. Like, I love that they're they're really putting... Uh, effort into this franchise still like i i thought it was gonna start dying out at five and six but they're still going so uh speaking of capcom we got a brand new ip announced called pragmata uh this is a post-apocalyptic game where basically the intro starts off and you look like you're watching some sort of like Honestly, it gave me like Kojima vibes, if I'm being honest, or or yeah. Death Stranding vibes of just a game yep. <laughs> that sets it up as this like this weird universe where it shows this like spaceman in like uh, Times Square, and there's like this little girl and these hologram cat thing, and then all of a sudden this like he's looking up at the moon, and then like it uh, like satellite blows through, making it look like you're uh in some sort of like simulation or something and then it shows the spaceman and the girl on the moon and they're looking at the world it just looks really freaking weird yep um so rightfully so like i'm down for it i saw this trailer and i was like hell yeah like (laughs) this gave me like death stranding vibes of just a game of like what did i just witness but also give me this game because it looks cool as hell (laughs) yeah I'm right there with you. Yeah. Like I was watching this and it is, it's just like, what the hell is this? But then it's, <laughs> you know, the guy in the suit and then, you know, you're on the moon then. And yeah. you know, the moon, you know, was kind of a, kind of a sort of a reoccurring theme with yeah. death stranding. So it's yeah, like, yeah. I, just so many vibes that, that felt like that. I'm like, okay, like I, I'll, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'll play this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They put a reveal or a release date of, or year of 2022 so i mean we're we're a couple years out from that a little sad that it's gonna take so long but and not only that like we could get into 22 and they're like it's coming out july 2023 or something like that like Mm -hmm. once we finally get into 22 they're like okay we did not do as much or like we still got a lot more work than we expected so um but again it's on our radar we're gonna keep our eyes on that one um and hopefully we get uh, another look at it probably next year, I would assume. Um, closing off the show with the last announcement, um, game announcement that is, was Horizon Forbidden West, which is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, which a lot of people kind of speculated. Um, basically, it shows Aloy has is moving west, um, hence the title Forbidden West, Uh some new environments, uh, some underwater exploration was shown off in the trailer. Uh, yeah, I mean, Horizon and Death Stranding, for that matter, because they're both in the Decima engine, are just some of the best-looking games on the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, Gorilla did a, an incredible job at creating that engine, and this game showing off on the PS5, like, looks awesome. I love that Sony's making this one of their, like, pillar franchises, just like god of war and kratos or you know nathan drake and uncharted or last of us like this is one of their big big four i guess um so what do you like what'd you think of this 
the sequel. And, and first I'll ask, did you play the first one? Yeah. Um, I, I loved the first one. I thought it was, it was, it's one of my favorite, uh, games, the PlayStation four. Nice. Um, yeah, it was just the, the gameplay was amazing. It was gorgeous. Um, you know, pretty decent sized open world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the story really got its hooks into me. Um, and I, I enjoyed the, the main plot of that game. And, yeah. Um, so this, you know, it's kind of one of those things like it just looks like more, more horizon, yeah. which, you know, there's definitely nothing wrong with that. Totally. Um, <clears throat> it, again, it, it looks amazing from what we saw again, like I, I'm assuming that was all in, in engine stuff, probably not like necessarily actual gameplay. Yeah. Um, from what I recall, but yeah, no doubt this is going to be a really solid game. I think they're just, you know, it's, it's going to be another solid title. Yeah, absolutely. I really like the first one. I never actually completed it. I think I got three quarters of the way through and then have, I did that stupid thing I always do of starting another big game and <laughs> yeah. just like it get getting further and further in my backlog. But um, yeah, one, one of the things that we were kind of predicting, we talked a little bit about this on our show and then we saw some predictions on Twitter of our, like a lot of people knew that like a new horizon was going to be shown off right that was rumored and something that we all kind of expected but uh, a lot of us were hoping to get some sort of reveal or release date alongside the reveal of is this going to be a launch title is this something coming out you know next spring or next next holiday like they they didn't they left that on the table um so i'll ask you like when do you think this game is going to come out well i mean in in my prediction from our last episode <laughs> i think i had called out that this was going to be i think a q1 yeah q1 game um i definitely wasn't thinking it was going to be launch game which a lot of people did yeah um i didn't think that was going to be the case but i did think it was going to be you know fairly early on and, and i think you know it, it still could be mm-hmm. um i Although, you know, it just, it makes me wonder at this point, like if it were like a, well, it's like, you think they would have, they put Miles Morales holiday 2020 and they didn't with this one, they didn't put any date, not even a year or whatever. So it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you would think if it was going to come out this year that they would have put 2020 on it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be this year. Um, I think it's weird that they didn't at least say 2021. Um, you know, maybe they are in a place with it where it could potentially come out this year, but I just, I I don't think they're going to overload, um, you know, their launch lineup because between Miles Morales and probably Godfall, you know, maybe a couple of smaller games, but then if you throw in another major title like Horizon, I think that just starts to, uh, you know, could become overwhelming. Yeah. Um, as far as purchases go, and I'm sure they don't want to take away sales from, from Miles Morales. Not that it would necessarily or maybe they're afraid of uh you know miles taking away sales from horizon because you know i i believe spider-man was the highest selling game on the PlayStation yes 4. correct yeah um you know so i i think they don't want those two games to compete against each other so i think you know maybe they're contemplating it but you know i i think 2021 for sure i'm gonna say first half yeah and you know hopefully that q1 like i was predicting before um hopefully we see it then yeah honestly i think that yeah i think they should just put it february 2021 that's like three years is pretty much exactly yeah. of when yeah, the put first it around one the anniversary of the first game yeah and the, that'd be great and the, really 
the only reason why Horizon Zero Dawn kind of died out in conversation was because the next month Breath of the Wild came out. And I know that's yeah. a completely different, but you're, you're, you know, you got not only a new title in a huge franchise like Zelda, you're re- like Nintendo's releasing a new console. So it's like, you know, it was easy to kind of forget about Horizon Zero Dawn when you had that going on. So I think if they came out like, fresh in the it doesn't need to be launched like don't don't force it to be launched just so that it pairs with the console the spider-man can can sell consoles we know that so leave that for miles morales and mm-hmm. and put that q1 i think that's a great idea because then it drives people to to go and buy the consoles you know after they've thought about it for a couple months you know maybe we see our first sale of 50 dollars off or whatever um and then it could just get that first real build up to to getting high sales on the PlayStation 5. So, so speaking of the PlayStation 5 itself, we did get a reveal of what the console looks like. Um, so it is dual tone, just like the dual senses, white and black, primarily white. Uh, they showed it off and it is kind of like a tower standing vertically now they did reveal uh in i think like a tweet or something of a bunch of different pictures of it It, like it can go on its side but they presented Mm -hmm. it like the xbox series x of it being a kind of like vertical console um the design is very futuristic uh what did you think of it i'm not a fan (laughs) (laughs) um i yeah, I just I don't I don't know. I agree. With, it, it's again talking about um, memes from earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's been memed uh, you know, to hell and back already at this point. But you know, totally agree. Looks like looks like some kind of wireless router. Um, also, for me, like my my description was is it, it kind of looked like they were trying to mimic something from like Alienware. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. Like I didn't, I didn't care for it. It was just too, it was too much. Like it was too much. They gave it too much of like a gamer look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I wasn't too into that. I'm not like, I don't not like it, but I'm not like, I, I like the fact just yeah, alone. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but I don't necessarily love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I more appreciate the fact that Sony is coming out with his PS5 and like, trying to make it a statement out of this design. Cause this is not something that they just like, like th- this is a choice that they're making, right? Like, yeah. I mean the, the Xbox series X got memed on too of looking like a fridge and everything mm-hmm. like that. And just basically looking like a, a PC tower, um, yeah. which I mean, all consoles are just proprietary con or PCs. Right. And they, uh, I mean, yeah, like I, 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 I don't, I like that they're trying to make a statement with it, but, um, it's interesting. Like I, I, and then looking, some people have taken the scale of it by looking at, uh, the size of the disc drive and how, how much of that they've been able to kind of come up with what this console in size compares to dimensions. Yeah. The dimensions and how it compares to other consoles like PS4 pro or even the Xbox one X or series X even. And the console's huge. Like it, it's big. Mm-hmm. Like it's tall. Yeah. Um, it's girthy. Um, it it reminds me of like the the big boy PS3, right? Of just being a big yeah, console that's making a statement. So, 
Um, yeah, I, it's interesting. Uh, there's been some renders of all black. I think the all black looks much cooler. Um, I'm not really a fan of white consoles in general. Yeah, the two two tone thing I, I think is um, is kind of what's what's killing it for me. I I you know the dual sense tool tone of the white controller is growing on me a little bit. I have to say, but um, but then that just took a couple steps back once I saw the console. I'm like, okay, well, still <laughs> slow down. Like that's a little too much. I didn't I didn't mean mean it that much, but so. The bigger news with this reveal is we got this, sorry, my phone's going off there. Uh, we got this look at this console, but then they, they pulled something way out of left field. Like we we're talking about how Spider-Man was way out. Like this was something I did not expect at all, like 100%. Um, and that is that they're releasing the PlayStation 5 and a PlayStation 5 digital edition that completely mm-hmm. removes the disk drive. So... With the PS5, they showed off even in the presentation that it is a uh, ultra high definition. You know, it can play ultra HD Blu-ray discs. Um, and then they showed off one, and the discless version looks way better in my opinion because it does. Yeah, it's, it's almost a little bit more sleek. It's sleek. It looks like the disk drive. They just were like, oh, crap. We forgot about this thing called the disk drive. And let's slap it on top. Slap it on the side. Yeah, on the side. Yeah, it's like, okay then. Like, And even looking at the base of the PS5 versus the digital edition, the, the base itself, the vertical stand, for the vertical stand, like it, it's slimmer um, if you look at it side by side. So... Yeah, we didn't really get any details like price or release date or anything on these consoles. We can kind of assume uh, that this digital edition is going to be cheaper because you don't have to put that disk drive in. And we saw Xbox do that this generation with the Xbox One S all digital. What is it? Xbox, the SAT, Xbox SAT, yeah, yeah. Uh, Xbox One S all digital console. Yeah. yeah. And um so what do you make of this like what what are your thoughts on a digital only console um i i think it's fine i mean i guess it's a way to put out a uh you know slightly cheaper console now the uh the xbox uh all digital edition that they had was only a 50 dollars difference now yeah i'm guessing this might be a little bit more of a of a price difference because of the fact that it's the uh the 4k blu-ray yeah as opposed to just like your your general blu-ray so we might see a little bit more savings um with that Mm -hmm. but um i I, you know depending if it is that 50 dollars, like i'd probably just spring for the uh you know the one that does have the disc drive in it Mm -hmm. um but yeah i don't know that's it's you know it's tough it's going to depend on price because i have been sort of especially now with everything that's been going on like you can't even like go to like game stops and, and best buys and just walk in and buy something now so i have been kind of leaning more into uh you know digital purchases mm-hmm. so it it does kind of make it you know a little bit enticing if there is enough of a uh you know enough of a savings there so. yeah yeah i mean if this quarantine has told us anything it's that people will buy games digitally when they're given no other choice right with game stops closed and you know, lots of delays. I remember when the quarantine was still kind of, you know, getting getting to where every every state and all of the different countries were really closing down. Like 
there's people popping up on Twitter of pre-orders being delayed for Final Fantasy 7 and like how that create a lot of complications when you know you don't have the the processes and uh you know things that come along with physical games that we don't even think about when we purchase it when you take that away it's like man just like that it's a lot harder and people you know went to buying digital and they had no problem with that i mean look at i know that the switch is typically a you know is a console that does have a lot of digital purchases just based on the fact that it's portable but animal crossing like sold a crap ton and uh primarily i'm sure a lot of those were digital cells and i think that going digital is is kind of in the future and i'm saying this is like someone that is a little hurt because i do like collecting physical media uh specifically video games um but i will say within the last year man like I don't really find the need to, I mean, The Last of Us has a steel book I could get, but I just pre-ordered it digitally because it's like, well, I just don't want to have to worry about changing the discs out. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to boot it up and play. And especially with games, you know, we saw Xbox Series X showing showing off, uh, you know, a couple months ago, the how they can suspend games really quick with the solid state drives. You can go back and forth in between games with really no loading screens no delays so it's like man if there's a hundred dollar difference like I'm, I'm with you there if there's 50 i'll just get the the regular version like i probably won't need the disc drive but i have it it's there 50 dollars. i'm not gonna but a hundred dollars or more like i'll i would i would get the digital edition and that's that's pretty big for me because i like like i said i'm i'm someone who likes to buy you know physical media so the fact that they're, I I, I feel like they, they, there's a lot of people like me in that position that are really contemplating which edition to get, and um, I think that's really good for Sony. Like that's that's a smart move on their part. So yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll have to just wait see when that uh, gets announced of when it's coming out. The second pre-orders go live, I'll definitely. Oh, I guess that's the next question before we wrap up this PS5. Like. We don't know price yet, so that is a very big, like, you know, deciding factor of whether we get this launch or not. But seeing some games, what we know is going to be coming to PS5 within the next couple of years, and seeing what the console looks like, are you going to be getting the PS5 come launch? Uh, I, I'm really not sure. Like, I, I still need to see what's going on with uh, Series X. Yeah. Which I mean, Series X, you know, they've they've said they're not having anything that's going to be Exclusive. Series X only yeah. for you know that first year or so. I mean, so right there, like I I don't feel necessarily compelled to go out yeah. and buy one of those right away. But I really like what Xbox has been doing lately, and maybe they have something up their sleeve that's going to really make make me be like, okay, I, I definitely need one of those. But um, as far as like pre-ordering and getting day one with the PS Five. I'm I'm not sure because I know I'm really gonna want to get that uh, you know Miles Morales and and some of these other games that are coming out. Yeah. But you know a lot of these are are you know either timed exclusive or are gonna be on PC, uh, which I mean at this point having just built my my yeah, PC right. like I'm kind of inclined to anything that I can get on PC to just buy it on yeah. there anyway, um, because I'll probably get a similar um 
experience on there. Mm-hmm. If well, yeah, not maybe slightly better. Just well, your GP, like you, you got a twenty twenty eighty, right? I got a twenty seventy super or oh, twenty seventy, um, right? Yeah, for my for my GPU. Yeah, so I mean, which is solid for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, two K, two K gaming. I should be able to get really solid frame oh, yeah. rate, which, um, you know, possibly more than sixty frames a second on two K. Um, no less than sixty. I, I would I would think, mm-hmm. but you know my tv you know it's it's 4k but it's only 60 hertz so it's like i'm yeah same here you know i could get a really quality you know get the the highest graphic fidelity possible or i could dip down a little bit into 2k on the pc but also have a higher frame rate and make things just look a little bit smoother and and nicer so you know i'll probably lean pc where i where i can um but there are going to be a couple games on there where you know you you can only get it on PlayStation Five, right. and yeah. um, you know we'll just kind of have to see what the price is. If the price is decent, and it's not anything where I'm breaking the bank to get it, like yeah, I'll probably try and get it when it when it does launch. But uh, we don't know what supply is going to look like either, and exactly, I'm really yeah. not trying to be one of those people go out you know fighting for one of these consoles, yeah, and trying to be first in line and camping out like you know I'm just. I'm I'm not doing that yeah. no, that's fair. <laughs> on another console. Like I'm I'm sort of done with that. But you know maybe uh, you know having it shipped to me or something. But that kind of that kind of worries me um, as far as either the package getting lost, stolen, or damaged or yeah. something like that. And then you know then you're out whatever you know waiting for a replacement or refund or something. It's so gonna be it's even just, longer, and it's like yeah, it just turns into a big frustrating mess. Yeah. So yeah. whereas if I wait and there's, you know, more stock available and, and maybe there won't be any stock issues, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it could be widely available when it launches, but we don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it is, you know, I'd be more inclined to do it then. But if it's yeah. not, then, you know, it's. I, I'd say as things are looking right now, I'm probably not going to get one right away, even if I really want one. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I like so if this launched at 600 and so that was the other thing i i never realized is i kept comparing the changing of like the currency and um i didn't realize that the playstation 4 launched in the u.s at 399 and is that right yeah 399 and it did in canada as well and then for whatever reason a year later like half a year later they raised the price by 50 dollars in canada uh to 450 and um so yeah 300 399 us is definitely not 399 canadian it's like 400 (laughs) whatever uh you're almost looking at 500 bucks so there's been like leaks of like if this so that's something that i i've now been able to realize it's like okay i think it would be maybe a hundred dollars difference um because if it if it was like 600 700 us and they just straight converted that to canadian dollars i'd be paying like a thousand dollars for this thing and that is not happening so yeah i basically said it to said to myself like i already have money that i've been saving away little by little each month um that i told myself you know if it's this price 600 canadian that will be what i will be willing to pay launch um buying it because i i've been able to save that and i'm still what like probably four or five months away from that release date still so i even still have a little bit more time 
If it's anything more than that, though, like, yeah, I'm going to have to wait because it's just hard to justify that uh, spending that much on something. And, you know, I've been talking, I haven't talked about this on the show, but I'm looking at building my own PC right now and saving up some money to to build that. And I'm looking at roughly 15 to 1700 Canadian just for the build. Um, you know, you know, it probably wouldn't, won't be exactly that, but, and that, that's uh that's a computer right it's not a a game console there's a lot more than just video games that can do with this pc Mm -hmm. um and you know i'm also splitting that cost with megan to help do that so there's a lot of things in the next couple months that once we get prices decided i can kind of figure out for myself where i'm gonna go into this next generation but i will speak to your point real quick that with microsoft talking about how you know in the first year or so any first party games are also coming to Xbox one. It's like, it's not really an incentive then to buy the bigger powerful console. I mean, like, uh, sure. In Halo infinite might run better on the series X, but I can still play the game and get the story and what I want out of halo from just playing it on my Xbox one X. So, you know, it's, it, it's not only that, like Microsoft also has the, the problem of like all their exclusives aren't really exclusives, right? Like they're, they're, yeah on pc as well so exactly. it's like yeah. if you're a pc player it's like you basically just need a switch in your your pc and you you're we're even seeing playstation uh there's rumors of horizon or was that confirmed horizon's coming to pc death stranding's coming to pc in the next little while here death stranding definitely is i don't know if there's been any convert or confirmation yeah on, it's just rumored uh, i think so because yeah. all those sony ponies were getting mad about uh <laughs> Their, their game, I mean, look at the, what was it, Persona 4 <laughs> Golden yeah, coming right. to PC, and I'm <laughs> like, give me a break, guys. Like, it's stuck on the Vita, like, let it let it live. Um, anyways, <laughs> overall, I think we both can say that we, we like the event. I thought it was a really strong mm-hmm. showing for Sony, uh, seeing yeah. as they have been very quiet uh, last, like, couple years um at this point so mm-hmm. yeah i'm interested in seeing yeah what what they show for the rest of the year when we get that release date when we get prices um but the, the ball's kind of in microsoft's court now right like we got to see where they come out we got to see what their first party titles are looking like what's the xbox series launch going to look like and then yeah then we'll all have to really be thinking for ourselves of what we're going to do so all right, Adam, uh, the show's running a little bit longer than I expected. So what I want you to do is you got a list of some games or some things that were shown off the last couple of days that you wanted to talk about. So uh, let, let's hear it. Uh, give me rapid fire as, as much as you can. What, uh, what games caught your eye? Yeah, so these are just, you know, if you're if interested in, in games that, that I like, these are the ones that kind of spoke to me and, and might speak to others as well. Mm-hmm. So here's just a list of ones that I've, I've seen throughout the different events is uh, Haven, uh, Almighty Kill Your Gods, uh, Persona 4 Golden's on Steam, so yeah. Um, yeah, get that, play it. That's huge. <laughs> uh, Star Renegades, Minutes of Islands, ghost runner which uh, oh hell yeah it's, dude that looks yeah. awesome <laughs> yep yeah like a uh i don't know i guess kind of like a first person like katana zero almost yeah and this like uh, cyberpunk well yeah, yeah which uh, is yeah it's like action first person hack and slash type 
Yeah, it looks really cool. Looks dope. Um, Mortal Shell, which is like a Dark Souls yeah, type look game. Cool. Yeah. Uh, looks like a really solid sort of Dark Souls clone. Yeah. Uh, and then um, One Step from Eden, which I'll be talking about in a little bit. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, I, I guarantee next show we'll, we'll even have some more games to talk about because the Grail Collective still has one more presentation to do. Um, I think IGN still has a couple more things going on. And then, yeah, you EA know, Play EA plays, week, I think. Yeah, right around the corner there. And then in, once we get into July, they'll still, I, like Ubisoft has an event. Um, Microsoft has the events going on. Yep. So there'll be no shortage of games to talk about. So. All right, uh, let's quickly talk about what games we're playing. I'll just, I don't, mine are pretty quick, so I'll just get them over with. Um, so first, Minecraft Dungeons, which you talked about last week. So I won't go into the details of everything that game is. But yeah, it's basically a Diablo with a Minecraft skin, like you said. A very straightforward, very simplistic in its um, looting system and um I played through the entire short little campaign. I really, really short campaign. I uh, um, was surprised on how short it was, but uh, I plugged away at that. And the the last like level was giving me some difficulty and I kept dying. And that game's pretty simple. So it's like, what the heck's going on? And then I changed my loadout and I had a much easier time. It was but yeah, I, I really like it. It's a really fun game. Um, I think it's a great way to get into dungeon crawlers. And I like that they're taking that Minecraft IP and applying it to a different genre of game. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I think that game, it, it, it reviewed in like low 70s. I think on my fantasy critic, it only gave me like five points or four points or something like that. But I, I honestly think it's a, a good, solid, great game. Um, but I can understand that it's a little lackluster in parts. So uh, I've been replaying The Last of Us. I streamed about an hour and a half over on twitch.tv slash Luke the Llama for uh, last Friday. I, I played about an hour and a half. Realized early on that that game is a little difficult to have a chat going um, while you're trying to play because it's very dialogue heavy. And it's been about three years since I played the game, so I wanted to refresh myself on stuff. So I played a good chunk yesterday off stream and I hope to beat that game before next week. Um, man, what a game though. Like I just want to quickly talk about, uh, again, any, the game has been out for like seven years. I think today actually I saw on Twitter was, uh, it's anniversary. I thought it came day. out in May. Let's see. The Wasn't last, it? Was it? I thought I saw something from Neil Druckmann talking about, yeah, June 19th. Oh, no, no, that's, that's uh, Last of Us Part 2. Last of Us release date. Just keeps giving me freaking Last of Us Part 2. Last of Us 2013. PlayStation 3, June 14, 2013. So it was seven years ago today, and then obviously came out July 29th. 2014 on ps4 but yeah there's this part uh again if you haven't played last of us just stop listening but there's like when you're with bill um and you're kind of going through bill's town you've you've been in the church and you're kind of going through some like houses and some suburbs uh they're like the game is so good at environmental storytelling like Mm -hmm. you go into this house and i go upstairs to this kid's room and you can 
pick up uh, this note that's left behind. It's like a diary that this kid wrote. And it talks about how basically how the outbreak is unfolding and how the kid doesn't really know what what's going on. And one entry is talking about his parents, you know, fighting. And then they're talking about having to move away to like this military base and stuff like that and how things are getting really crazy. And it's all from this kid's perspective. You're like, man, that must be so crazy. And of course, this is like, Last of Us is set 20 years after this outbreak, so lots of time has passed, and so you're thinking, like, this kid would be older now uh, if he if he had survived, but then you go into the parents' bedroom, and you see uh, suitcases packed right by the bed, like, three or four suitcases, so, like, implying that they probably never made it out of there, that they probably you know died at some point or they clearly didn't go to move where they were hoping to relocate for safety and stuff like that so it's just like man like i just can't believe that like a little moment like that that i had to go off the main track right like bill's telling me oh let's go this way i i took the time to go upstairs and read this dial this journal entry and then look at the environment around me and i got a little glimpse of like this world and what's been happening and it's just like Man, I can't wait for the the part two because it's like this game just does a great job at storytelling. And that's like, as you know, Adam, like that's like my favorite thing of video games. So I'm <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> um, and then lastly, I've been playing some Call of Duty Warzone. Just started that up yesterday with Garrett. Um, man, we were having a blast at that. It was so much fun. Uh, we were just running duos. Uh, Garrett there was this one moment where we got on this uh vehicle and uh we were doing pretty well in that match and then all of a sudden uh we we saw this guy on a quad and we're like oh he's driving by we can just leave and it's like no let's freaking chase him so we're driving this thing down garrett shooting out of the side of this vehicle trying to gun down this guy like we had such great moments like it just it reinforces the battle royale genre of just like when you get into those really tense situations of being pressured from a couple sides where you got enemies over there, enemies over there, and you're kind of cornered in. It's like, it just gives you a rush of adrenaline and I freaking love it, man. Like it's so much fun. <laughs> so, um, I think I'm going to be continue playing that on this week until the last of us. Uh, I hope to, I got to give some attention to last of us cause I'm only halfway through that and I want to get it beat, but yeah, please hit, uh, either Garrett or myself, uh, up on Twitter uh, you can find Garrett at LP Panther or me at Luke Allen Arm. Hit us up if you want to play some Warzone because we're down for that. And that's it. All right. Uh, so I have been playing Yakuza Zero again. I'm I'm I've given it a second shot. I don't remember if I brought this up on the last. Uh, the I last think you show had said that you're like going to that yeah. you were like. You know, so I I, going I followed through and I did start playing yeah. some more. So I, I'm <laughs> I'm not that far in. I think I'm on chapter three right now. So there's uh, so there's two storylines that happen. So you're, you're switching between characters. So cha- the chapter I'm on is the first time that it switches to uh, to the other the other person and um, Gorojima. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it more than I did the first time. I, I think I'm just, I'm letting myself kind of uh, enjoy the story a little bit more than I did. I do still have kind of the same complaints as I had the first time, mostly with the, uh, the encounter rate that you run into, mm-hmm. um, you know, people trying to fight you and it's like, God, just leave me alone. Like I, I 
I'm just trying to get mm-hmm. from from point A to point B here. Like I don't need this right now. Um, but it's just every time I turn a corner, there's someone there trying to fight me. It's like get get out of here. Yeah, man. The encounter rate, especially in Zero, is pretty bad. Like the Kiwami one and two aren't as much like that. Like they 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 definitely still have like you know menacing thugs that you run into, and mm-hmm. it's like. But in at least in Kiwami, because that's the most recent ones that I played you like can literally almost run into them and turn around and run the other direction. They're like, as long as you don't let up running, like they'll never catch you kind of thing, but it's annoying <laughs> to have to go through that all the time. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I will say, uh, we, we saw a little bit of a glimpse of, uh, what is it like, like a dragon? Is that the new one? Yeah. That's coming Yakuza out? Like a dragon number seven. And that looks awesome. Yeah. I'm, re- I'm actually really excited for that. Like, uh, you know, because it's, it's kind of more like JRPG. Um, yeah, turn-based combat. Yeah, yep. And there's like a there's like a class system that they, they put into it. I'm like, oh, that's... They that's totally changed it, yeah. It, lo- it looks plus, great. Yeah, plus you get like the, you know, the storytelling that you get out of a Yakuza game. And, yeah. Because uh, that's the one thing, like, the I feel like the story so far in Yakuza 0 is just so good. Like, just a little bit that that I've been through so far and I'm it, like, it's very, oh, man. I'm so excited it, for it, you. It, it does. Like, there's, <laughs> there's final fantasy seven remake vibes because it was very cinematic, you yeah. know, uh, just the, the downside to it though, is that the combat is not nearly as engaging as, as seven remake was. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a downer for me where, you know, that doesn't feel as great, but yeah, really enjoying the story. So I'm just trying to, I don't want to say mainline because I am doing side stories as I come across them, but I know that's a that's a big strong point for some people, and I kind of still don't really care about the sides. Honestly, side dude, I I didn't either. Like, I put a little attention into them, but I would say, like, especially when I hit the halfway point, because Yakuza Zero is like eighteen chapters long or something crazy like that. Oh so wow, yeah. So I'm I'm nowhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will say some chapters are are kind of like. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 where it's like oh that chapter is nowhere near of what like chapter 14 was or something like that mm-hmm. like yeah it they're they're they not every chapter is the same length but um the, you hit a very I, I really hope that you'll make it to at least the halfway ish point of like chapter 8 to 9 or 10 somewhere in there because there's a very pivotal moment in the story that sets up uh just a lot of plot to further games so i'm excited to see what your reaction is to some of those things so yeah if you i'm get kind there. of thinking like i i'm i'm like i said really interested so far in the story but then it also kind of worries me like i know they're not the shortest games out there um and there's so many of them like well like, yeah there's like there's already six of them about to be a seventh so zero is like one of the longer ones like it's like i think okay. i did in 35 40 hours and then gotcha. uh yakuza one is like maybe 20 hours and then yakuza kiwami 2 i did in like 12 to 15 like they, they oh wow and i i again most almost zero one and two i played in a way of like doing lots of side quests and then near the end i just kind of stopped doing as many side quests and you can mainline, just do the mainline story and and get along fine. But you are, you know, unfortunately starting with one that is quite big in terms of how long it takes to to beat. So, gotcha. But so that's yeah, awesome. I'm still plugging away at that, but uh, yeah, I know Last of Us is is about to take up some time. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, so one thing that's not going to take up a lot of time because I've already finished this one is Deliver Us the Moon. 
And let me tell you what, this game is like, <laughs> this is like game of the year material. Really? Like no lie. Wow. This game is good. Nice. And it's short too. It's like, I want to say like six to eight hours long. Oh, so it's nice. not a huge time commitment, but oh my gosh, like I was blown away. Like I was kind of expecting, cause I, I, I caught a little bit of a stream of it. I was, I was watching a streamer who was playing. I just, it, one of the guys that I followed and I just kind of happened to wander into his channel. Yeah. And he was playing the game and I watched some of it and I'm like, okay, this looks pretty interesting. And, you know, watched a, a little bit more. And then it got to a point where it's like, okay, I got to stop watching this because now I want this game and I don't want to spoil anything. So I'm, I'm glad I stopped when I did, because I, I would have, if I would have stayed much longer, I would have hit some major spoilers, but from start to finish, like the, uh, the, the, the tone of the game is just so well done. It, it's set up right from the start to just be this great storytelling experience. Cause that's mostly what it is. It's mm -hmm. kind of like, I don't want to say walking simulator because there are, so, there's some little puzzles and uh, some little platforming sections. And um, it, it's much more than just walking around and looking at audio logs and stuff. Although that is a pretty large part of it, but um, let me just, uh, see when this came out i think it was pretty fairly oh wait this came out in 2018 oh my gosh how am i just finding out about this well game? it just launched <laughs> i'm looking at it too and it looks like it just came to consoles uh okay. recently so that's probably why it's because it just came to like game pass and yeah 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 so that's what i played on was was game pass i downloaded it uh on pc which it has ray tracing and and looks absolutely beautiful um so wow yeah i can't even that just blows my mind but um because if it were this year like i'd say like this needs to be in game of the year yeah. conversation which for my own personal game of the year i mean it has to go up against stuff like final fantasy 7 remake wow. and, you know, upcoming upcoming cyberpunk and and stuff so i don't know that it's going to actually make it game of the year but um it'll just, be on your list yeah the the storytelling was amazing it was beautiful wow. um it, the, there was you know just enough tension in there and and kind of i think it's they called it like a sci-fi thriller okay um, yeah which which kind of fits in there's there's definitely some deep plot points in there that that you kind of get uh through sort of the main story but if you do read some of like the logs and and some of the extra things that you can pick up and read um there's seems like there's definitely more to it i i'm almost kind of expecting there to be uh a second game uh, oh, okay. Maybe kind of follows some of the some of the stuff that didn't really get wrapped up, and it did have a, a bit of a cliffhanger ending too. Interesting. Um, but yeah, absolutely fantastic game. So yeah, for those with Game Pass, like play it while it's on there, um, for sure. Yeah, uh, it's a no brainer. If you don't have it, it's definitely worth the money to to buy the game. I don't think it's really expensive because again, it's kind of a it's a shorter indie experience. Indie game, yeah. um, so it's I, I don't think it costs you know it's probably 15 to 20 dollars uh, yeah i'm, I'm on thinking. playstation where is it here playstation give me a price oh it's not on playstation yet it's like pre-ordered what's oh interesting interesting so it must have just uh it's this is canadian so it'd be like 20 bucks 25 bucks it's 33.49 mm -hmm. so yeah like 25 dollars gotcha so 100% like if anybody that's listening if you haven't played that game play it again it's like took took me 
I don't even think it was eight hours. It might have been it might have been closer to six for me. And I was looking at like I didn't hundred percent it, but I was I was definitely taking my time and and looking around for for things. Um but yeah, just it's so good. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I got it downloaded, then, so I um it's been sitting on my hard drive and it's one that I had on my radar. So now that you have spoke for it, I'm for sure gonna play it. I just gotta find out yeah. when. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, like I said, you don't need a ton of time. You know, nice. just it, I I did it in two two sittings. Two sittings, yeah. Yep. So cool. Uh, and then lastly, I have One Step from Eden, which is a game that I actually saw in the Gorilla Collective uh, Part Two, which just aired today. I saw it in just like a little humble bundle montage that they had on there, um, and I'm like, that looks pretty interesting. It looks similar to uh, like a Slay the Spire type game. And I downloaded it. I, I did a couple runs on it so far, and, and I'm really liking it. Um, nice. So it is like Slay the Spire. You're building a deck. Um, but instead of the turn-based combat like Slay the Spire, it's it's all like real-time. And there's like a grid that you, you have like your own side of the grid, and enemies have their own side of the grid. And you move freely in that grid, so you're, you're actively kind of dodging attacks and and placing yourself in a way that your your attacks are going to hit the enemy while you're still trying to avoid their attacks and um it, it's really interesting but I, I mean other than that like it plays so much like slay the spire between encounters you're sort of choosing your route that's going to take you to either like a fight or like a camp or a shop um so you kind of go through and then there's a boss at, at uh, the end of each little section uh, there's unlockables. You can unlock additional characters and like new cards that'll start to show up in your playthroughs. And so it's like it's one of those things. If you like to play Slay the Spire, you'll probably like this one. Um, so yeah, I saw that. I was interested. I saw that it was already out, so I went and I got it. And um, so far, I'm I'm not disappointed. So that's awesome. I I yeah. love that so much when like a showcase like that can show off a game and and get you to check it out immediately like there there seems to be like right now i was looking at some of those gorillas i'm like a lot of these games look cool and then are really standing out but those ones that stand out are the reason why you like to to tune into these things right because you never know what kind of hidden gems you're going to be able to find from them awesome cool well I guess that kind of wraps up the show. We're going to skip question of the week just because uh, I don't have a question prepped and um, we got a big response last week. So I figure we'll just uh, skip this week and then we'll come up with one next week. So yeah, I guess that concludes this episode of the podcast. Um, So Adam, where can people keep up with you? Uh, You can check me out on on Twitter um, at AdamPalooza85. Awesome. You can follow me on Twitter at LukeAllenArm. Uh, head over to twitch.tv, LukeTheLlama. I am hoping to pl- stream a little bit more this week. I don't know when or if I will be able to, but uh, what was your tw- twitch.tv slash Palooza? Is that it? Or It's uh, it also Palooza 85 85, right. Yeah. I always get, is it 85 because your email doesn't, yeah, I always get like <laughs> thrown off of the 85. Um <laughs> Yes, please, please give us a follow over on Twitch as well. And make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at GamesAreFunPod or if Facebook is your thing, uh, facebook.com slash GamesAreFunPodcast. And that's pretty much it. So 
Next week, we'll come out with another episode for you guys. Um, again, just a reminder that the episode isn't scheduled for, for Tuesdays anymore. It's just a week by week. Um, whatever day we're able to record, we kind of set that to when the episodes are going to come out. So just keep keep that in mind going forward. But like I said, we've got lots to talk about in the coming months. Um, and, you know, The Last of Us Part 2 is right around the corner. So we'll be giving lots of impressions on that in the next couple of weeks. So... Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Games Are Fun, and we will talk to you all next week. See you later.